I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It is Meg here as always and thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Honestly, I love you all so much and I have been receiving so much positive feedback on the podcast episodes lately. So I just... I'm so happy that you're really enjoying all of these solo episodes coming your way. It makes me think like, why didn't I do this so long ago? But we're all on a journey and I truly do believe that we are doing things at a pace that we are meant to do them. So I wasn't planning to share this, but honestly, when I sit down to record these podcast episodes, I very rarely have any notes in front of me, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I sit down in my office with my laptop in front of me and my microphone right next to me, and I'm sitting on a big comfy chair, the chair that all of my private clients will know very well. It's like this big comfy chair that I sit on during our private sessions. And honestly, I just sit here and this is the part that might shock you. I typically have my eyes closed for the entire time I'm recording this podcast episode or all of the episodes that I record unless I'm with a guest, of course, but honest to goodness, I just like sit here with my eyes closed and I feel like all of the words and everything that I need to share with you just come channeling into me and I just spew them all out and put the episode out into the world. So what I was saying was I just truly do believe that all of us are on a journey and we're following a certain pace and that pace is exactly the pace that we need to be following so that was kind of like some words of wisdom that I wasn't planning on sharing with you today but it just came up and I feel like maybe just one of you may have needed to hear that is that if you're on a journey and maybe it feels slower than what you thought it would be just know that you are on this journey and doing the journey at a pace that is exactly the pace that you need to be at as you progress along this journey that you find yourself on so I do not have any notes for this podcast episode, as I said before. Very rarely do I have any notes. And honestly, I mentioned earlier in January how 
So many of you reached out to me with all of these incredible podcast topic requests and I promise you that I am going to dive into each one of those topics that you requested for me to cover on the show. I really, really, really appreciate you suggesting and just like reaching out to me and sending me all of your requests. I really do appreciate that so much and I'm going to get to all of them. And I was going to dive into one of your requested topics this week. However, what I'm going to be talking about today is something that has come up in conversation several times this past week and ever since it came up in one of my private client sessions, it's always been on my mind. And then it just came up organically several times afterwards. And because that happened, I'm like, you know what, maybe I just need to sit down and record a podcast episode about this. Because if the conversation has come up a few times this week, it's likely that at least one of you tuning into this episode this week needed to hear this as well. And I just think it's a super interesting topic too. So we're just going to dive in. And if you read the title of the show, we're talking about ways to nourish your body. So kind of like different food strategies that are actually going to be supportive for your nervous system. Now, the work that I do with my clients, I am very much doing like somatic experiencing and IFS like parts work type of work with my clients right now. I am almost completed my second year of somatic experiencing training and I'll be starting my third year in April and then come November I will be fully certified so I am about to complete my intermediate level in March which is my second year so with somatic work we are working with the nervous system. So when I work with my clients, I'm always paying attention to where they are at in their nervous system. And that's what we call tracking the nervous system. So I'm paying attention to what their nervous system's doing, what story their nervous system is trying to communicate with us. Nervous system work is a huge part of somatic work. And if you have been like in the health and wellness world now and kind of going and searching information that goes beyond food, it's likely that you may have stumbled across somatic work or some information about work on the nervous system and nervous system healing, nervous system regulation. These might be some terms or topics that you're somewhat familiar with. And I really do believe that, you know, our healing does not just like start and end with food. And I think we live in a world where we are receiving a lot of messages about like, okay, if you eat this way, 
then you're going to be healthy. Or all you need to do in order to be healthy is eat this way, right? There's a huge message around food. And I, I'm speaking for myself here too. For so many years of my life, I was very focused on food. And I know a lot of the clients that I work with too come to me realizing that they've spent many, many years focusing on food. And then they're coming to me because they're like, okay, Meg, you know, I've focused on food for so many years and it's got me this far and I know I need to go deeper. And that's why a lot of clients start working with me because they know that their healing doesn't just start and end with food. It needs to go far beyond that and deeper than that. And that's really where I think, you know, nervous system work. Um, it's, it's just absolutely necessary and um, foundational in someone's healing journey. So, you know, I am a big believer that we can't fully and truly heal without also working with the nervous system. Like the nervous system needs to be a part of our healing journey. We can't just ignore what the nervous system is telling us, what it's doing, what stories it's holding on to. So I'm a firm believer in that. And I'm also a huge believer, and this is kind of the message of today's show, is that we can't only focus on the nervous system work either. So it was really interesting. In one of my client sessions last week, my client and I were, we've had several amazing somatic experiencing sessions together over the month of January. And in our last session, we were talking about, you know, all the nervous system work we've been doing, all of the somatic work we've been doing together And then we got on to the topic of food. And I always let my client know that when we start working together, that they can always, you know, bring in topics of food and things like that, because my background really is in food and nutrition. I went to university and studied dietetics and completed my dietetics degree Instead of becoming a registered dietitian, I started studying holistic nutrition, became a registered holistic nutritionist. So I have a really long background in foods and nutrition, and it it has been a really big passion of mine. Like I said, it doesn't start and end with food, but it also just like cannot be just only nervous system work. And what my client and I were talking about in the session is like, if we are doing certain behaviors with food, for an example, if we eat certain ways, our nervous system can actually continue to be stuck in a fight or flight or a sympathetic 
state. So there's actually ways in which we can approach food and like food strategies, um, for lack of a better term, I guess. But there's ways that we can approach food, approach nourishing our body that is actually going to also support our nervous system. So it's really cool how nervous system work, somatic work that I do with my clients actually goes hand in hand with all of the background that I also have in food and nutrition and also, you know, eating disorder and disordered eating recovery as well. So we will talk today about two practices that can support your nervous system. So two food practices that can actually support your nervous system. And if you find yourself stuck in a sympathetic state, these two food practices are going to be incredibly supportive for you in supporting your body in regulating and moving out of that sympathetic state. So like I was saying, we can do all of the somatic or nervous system work in the world. You can constantly be working on this. But if these two food things are out of balance, then we're just always going to be stuck in that sympathetic state. So number one, and you have heard me talk about this over and over and over and over again, but the first thing that if this continues to be a thing in your life, no matter the amount of nervous system work you do in your life, it the body is always going to perceive stress. It's always going to perceive a threat and it's always going to be in a state of survival. And that food thing is if you are undernourished, if you are undernourished, your body is always going to be perceiving threat, danger, stress, and in a state of survival. So if you are wanting to support your nervous system and be doing this nervous system along with me and the clients that I work with, one of the pieces that you need to consider with food is making sure that you're eating enough. Because like I said, if you are in a state of undernourishment, your body is always going to be in a state of survival. So how do you actually like eat enough? I do want to talk about that too. Instead of just telling you that, hey, if you don't eat enough, your body's always going to be in this state of survival, this fight or flight, this state of literally thinking there is something wrong. There is a threat. So how do you actually start eating enough? I think that's so important because we live in this world where we are literally told to under fuel ourselves. We're li- we live in a world where we are like brainwashed to under eat. And I think when we get to adulthood and we're these like 
grown women, we really do not know what it looks like to properly nourish ourselves. So I'm big on making sure that we're not like cutting out anything, okay? So every meal, every snack should be including a good amount of protein and a good amount of carbs, much more carbs than you likely think. Um, that was something that I under ate for years was carbs. And also fat. We need to make sure that our meals and snacks are including fat as well. So if you're making sure that your meals and snacks are balanced with the three macronutrients, and then also eating consistently throughout the day. And we'll talk about this a little bit more because that relates to another food strategy or, you know, a way to nourish our bodies that will be supporting the nervous system. But our bodies want to have that consistent nourishment. Our bodies want to have that consistent energy source coming in. And if we're going too long without meals, if we're forcing ourselves into a fast, any longer than the fast that takes place overnight. But once again, the body perceives there to be danger. It's in this fight or flight, I need to survive state. And so that is why eating, or that's one of the reasons why eating every few hours throughout the day is really helpful. So a really great rule of thumb is waking up in the morning and when you wake up, trying to eat your breakfast within the first 30 minutes of waking up. I know I've talked about this before and I've shared my personal kind of like eating schedule, if you will. Again, it's not a schedule that is like super rigid or strict or anything like that, but rather more, I should call it like a rhythm or a flow. It's just this rhythm that my body naturally set, settles into throughout the day. So I wake up in the morning within, I literally wake up, get out of bed, go to the washroom and make my bed. I always make my bed. I do not like <laughs> leaving my bed unmade. And then I go downstairs and I make my breakfast. So I am easily eating within the first 30 minutes of waking up. So that would be a really great goal for you. And again, these are just suggestions and tips to support you in making sure you're eating enough. And again, when we are feeling properly and when we are consuming enough calories on a daily basis, this is what is going to signal to our body that things are safe that there's no actual threat around, that it doesn't need to be in this constant state of survival, okay? Again, food isn't the only thing, but it is a piece of working with the nervous system. 
So waking up, not pushing the fast any longer than it needs to, eating within the first 30 minutes, and then after that, consistently fueling throughout the day. Again, we live in this world where we're told to fast, starve ourselves, undereat, and the list goes on. But this is not what is actually helpful or supportive for your healing or your nervous system, which again is a huge part of your healing. So I like to say or suggest that, you know, after that first meal that you have within the first 30 minutes of waking up, a good little rhythm to kind of just notice or try to support your body in getting into is eating every two to four hours after that. And this really is what my day end up ends up looking like. So I'll usually have, because I naturally wake up around 6am, which makes breakfast around 6.30am, And then my morning snack is usually around 9 or 9.30. So you can see that's three hours later. And then lunch again, I usually start seeing clients at 1 o'clock. And so I schedule like a lunch break for myself because I usually have clients at 11 a.m. too. Not usually, but on some days I have clients at 11 a.m. And so I'll have my lunch break from 12 to 1, which again makes lunch three hours after my mid-morning snack. And then I usually have my snack either like 2, 2 2.30, 3. And then my dinner usually falls around 5, 5.30. And then I'll eat my snack again around like 8, 8.30, 9 sometimes, depending if I'm having a late session with some clients. So that's just the rhythm that my body usually falls into. And just, I wanted to give you an example of what my day kind of looks like in terms of how consistently I'm fueling my body throughout the day. So like I said, I'm sharing this with you because these are some tips. If you're hearing me say like, hey, you know, part of the nervous system work is supported through food and making sure that you're eating enough throughout the day, this is a huge part of it. And so making sure that your meals are balanced and also that you're eating consistently throughout the day, those are two really good places to start if you're like, okay, Meg, I have no idea if I'm eating enough. I don't know. Those would be two great places to start. Like if your meals aren't balanced right now and if you're not eating every two to four hours then it's likely you're not eating enough so if you can do those two things that like I said is a great place to start if you want to look closer into this this is where working with someone like myself or another coach can be really helpful because I know a lot of people don't really like to track their food to get like an idea of where they're at. So what I'll do for a lot of my clients is they'll type up like a couple days worth of food for me just so I can see where they're at. And then I can log them into an app and see 
where they're falling and I'll know if they're eating enough or if they're not eating enough, but we can also look at their health markers too. So don't forget to go back to my podcast episode from two weeks ago. It's titled 15 markers of health or something like that. It's where I cover 15 markers of health. And these are like true health markers. And a lot of these, if not all of them, come back into balance. And I've seen it for myself. I've seen it for many, many, many of my clients before. But when we start to focus on eating enough food, those health markers actually come back into balance. Um, because eating enough food, like we need to eat enough food in order to actually be healthy. So I hope I've drilled in the point of eating enough food to support your nervous system. And then the second one is, does go hand in hand and we kind of touched on it, but this is blood sugar balance. So If your blood sugar is wonky and going all over the place and a large reason for blood sugar imbalances is pushing yourself to fast, so going long periods of time without food. For an example, a lot of people wake up in the morning, skip breakfast, And then they crash before lunch and they're just ravenous by lunch. This is a really good sign of a blood sugar crash because your body didn't have enough fuel to make it that far. Like it needs to be nourished. So not eating enough is a reason for blood sugar crashes. Also eating meals that aren't actually balanced. So I kind of touched on this before when I was talking about how to actually make sure that you're eating enough because I think a lot of people can, you know, grab a salad for an example and call it a meal when that is not a meal and you're absolutely not getting enough calories in. But anyways, it's also not supporting your blood sugar unless it's like you know a meal salad and it's well balanced so anyways a huge part of balancing blood sugar is making sure that you're pairing your protein and carbs together now when I like this was years ago but when I was going through you know my food and nutrition studies and getting really into studying food and nutrition, I feel like whenever the blood sugar topic came up, there was just a lot of talk around protein. It was always like, you have to make sure that you're eating protein. So I was so focused on protein thinking that's how I balanced blood sugar when that's not right at all. You need to have protein paired with carbohydrates. So protein is actually blood sugar lowering, whereas carbohydrates is like elevating to the blood sugar. So we want to pair both of those at each meal and snack. It's not just about protein. And maybe you've never been 
like a victim to that messaging before. Maybe you never had that mindset like I said I did, but I know for so many years I thought it was just about protein, but we really need to balance both. So we need to make sure that we're having protein and then also enough carbohydrates like again like I said before this is likely so much more than you even realize you need to be eating so a kind of like a thing that might be helpful for you in terms of making sure you're eating enough food but then also the blood sugar piece is like if you have a meal and maybe at the meal you are having um, like a piece of, or a burger for an example, we'll use a burger and you're having like a bun for your burger, like have some fries on this side. So basically what I'm getting at is to make sure that you're having like a nice ratio of protein and carb together try to experiment how you feel when you're having protein and then maybe like two sources of carbs or maybe double the amount of carbs that you usually take. So for an example, one of my favorite breakfasts is Greek yogurt where I soak the oats in the Greek yogurt overnight And then in the morning, I pour honey over the Greek yogurt and I have like a side of strawberry compote. And so you can see that I'm getting several different sources of carbohydrates. And this makes a really nice blood sugar balancing meal because it has such a nice balance of protein to carbohydrates. There's not a ton of protein and then a tiny amount of carbs. There's a good chunk of protein, like a solid source of protein from the Greek yogurt, and then lots of carbs along with that as well. And I feel so satisfied after that. And like I said, then three hours later, I'm eating again. And this is all because, you know, that's what our bodies need. Our bodies need so much fuel to function and thrive and also support our nervous system in feeling supported and safe as well. So I really hope that, you know, this podcast episode lands with you. I know when I was going through hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery, I heard so much about, you know, the body needs to feel safe in order to reproduce. And I just see it in a whole new way now. And I just really love like how things have clicked for me over the years of how nervous system work is so important and how we can actually support our nervous system with the way that we choose to nourish our bodies. So I, like I said, I hope this episode lands well with you. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in once again. I so appreciate you. If you enjoy this episode, just make sure that you share it with your friends. I so appreciate that. And reach out to me if you loved this episode. I always love hearing from you. You can reach me directly. I have my links and everything in the show notes. And as always, if this is something that, you know, you're looking 
to receive support with on more of a like personal setting. I am accepting one-on-one clients. I am pretty close to being at my full capacity for one-on-one clients, but I always welcome discovery calls. So even if I'm not accepting clients for whatever reason, I will always schedule a discovery call with you. But right now, I am, my books are open for new clients. And if this type of work sounds like something that really resonates with you and just feels good for you, just don't hesitate to reach out. So thank you so much once again for tuning in and I will be back next week. Bye friends.